Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Down the blind, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won the grand final. He's got the ball. Jared Hayes. Oh, superstar, superhuman. Holy Modulite. The speed of the bullet. He hits it. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Now, over the last week or so, I've been naming my favourite team of all time. So this is my favourite. It's not the best one. It's my favourite, my individual favourite players that I would like to see in each position. And last week, I nominated Carmichael Hunt as my man. His kick returns, his vision, everything, just the complete package for me. We never got to see his best footy either. Uh, on the wings, I sort of broke a couple of rules here. I went for Anthony Minicello. He, of course, did play on the wing, played his best football at fullback, but just kick returns and everything. I simply just couldn't leave Mini out. Another one that I picked on the wing was probably another centre slash 5'8". Did play some wing, of course, was Greg Inglis. Um, I just couldn't leave this guy out of the team. He is He's just like nothing we've ever seen before, and... I wanted to pick him at centre, but there's two guys that I'm going to name today that I, I simply couldn't leave out. They're two of my favourite. They are my two favourite centres of all time, and one of them's pretty obvious. The other one's a little bit controversial, but I think once you hear me explain why I picked this guy, I think you'll understand. So my first man is, of course, Mal Meninga, uh, an immortal of our game. Just one of the most, if not the most, damaging outside back we've ever seen. It's probably him and Greg Inglis alongside each other as the most damaging outside backs we've ever seen. And I would have these two in the same side. I'd have them on the same edge too. So they'd both be on my left edge, Mal Meninga, Greg Inglis. It would just be an absolute nightmare. Imagine the the amount of numbers you're dragging to that edge just to cover these guys. I think that'd be sensational. For me, Mal Meninga, you know, some of the highlights, obviously there's that, that that day against the Sydney Roosters. I think he scores 38 points and sort of scores points every which way that day. It's sensational. Like he barnstorms over, he chips over the top, he regathers kicks. He just does it all. Uh, he lays on a couple too. So super coach wise, I, I, I think the weekly rub down did the numbers. I think just off the highlights alone and goal kicks and tries, I think it was like a 230 point game or something. Simply incredible. And Mal, he, he was a true leader as well. It's another reason why I'd love to have him in this side. He's just a leader of men, and he's just got that aura about him that many guys have realistically, and I, I, I don't know how else to describe it. He's got he's got something that when you see it, like you know it straight away, and Mal Meninga has always had it. I mean, 
you know, some of his Queensland Maroons highlights, simply incredible. It, it was quite often for the Kangaroos where I think you saw Mal's best footy. And, and for me, the standout is probably the 1990 Kangaroo Tour. I talk about it a lot. But he scores a try in game two uh, where he's... Ricky Stewart throws an intercept about 10 minutes ago. I've spoken about this a few times. And then Ricky Stewart backs himself. He goes through when you can see Mal Meninga in the background and he's just, it's he's going shoulder to shoulder with about four fellas bumping them off one by one and then he looms up on the left shoulder of uh, Ricky Stewart and he pops it to him and Mal scores a try to, you know, if he didn't score that try, the Kangaroos lose that series for the first time ever. You know, just unbelievable. Um, just a true leader and a guy that, I mean, you, you look at the Canberra Raiders' dominance and, you know, they, they had a lot of stars in that team, but... He, without a doubt, he, he was the linchpin for me. Like, Ricky Stewart, an incredible footballer. Um, you know, to, to be fair, Ricky Stewart, probably more valuable uh, as a footballer. But, mate, Mal Meninga, he was ju- he's just the best icing on any cake you could ever have, in my opinion. He's such a sensational footballer. you got the goal-kicking as well. Just damaging. And he's one of those guys, I, I think, that if I, was, if I was warming up for a game of footy in my change rooms and I look over and I see Mal... I'm just filled with confidence. I am. You are such a better football team, no matter who you are, from what era, whatever it might be. If I've got Mal Meninga in my change rooms, a larger-than-life character with that sort of aura around him, it just changes everything. And if I'm playing Mal Meninga, if, if, you know, if we're about to kick off and, I, and I'm looking across the field, especially if I'm you know marking up against him or just on his edge in general, fuck, I, I, I'm not sure if I could think of anything more terrifying, to be honest with you. Um and the other thing about Mal is that he just understands rugby league. He's gone into that Queensland system. Yes, they were star-started, don't get me wrong, but to win eight in a row, that's that's a decade of dominance, yeah? To not have a slip-up in eight years. And he did have a couple of injuries during that time, of course, but just unbelievable. And yeah, okay, fine. He might have he might have had Michael Hagan that might have been the real coach, as people say, and whatever, but understanding rugby league is about man-managing as well. And Mal, he just understood the circumstances on each and every occasion. I got a lot of respect for him. My other center, of course, isn't an immortal of our game. He's sort of a bit of a polarizing character, I guess you could say. Um, extremely talented, but I don't know. Just didn't enjoy the limelight. Just didn't. Just didn't often fit into rugby league circles. That's Jamie Lyon. Now, Jamie Lyon burst onto the scene with the Parramatta Eels. You know, late nineties, probably early two thousands. I think actually played in the two thousand and one season. That might have been his rookie season, actually, and. Just doing incredible things, you know, for a young bloke his age, he could just do stuff that no one else could. He had, you know, he, he was he was quick. He had raw power. He had the chip over the top. He just had all this amazing skill set that no one could just get a read on. He was incredible. And couple of years later, Jamie Lyon, he essentially just leaves his car in the car park of uh, Parramatta Stadium and decides, I'm going back to Weewall. You know, um, just it, it just wasn't for him. You know, and he just leaves and. He was just that sort of a character. He would have rather play park footy out in the bush with his family than play NRL. And, you know, at this point, he was the kangaroo center, you got to remember. Just so talented. And as I said, a polarizing character. He eventually came back to the game. He played for Manly. He was unbelievable there. He sort of... I'd almost like to say that he revolutionized the center position, but no one was able to copy what Jamie Lyon did. He was like a second 5'8 for Manly. He was unbelievable. And every year, New South Wales would knock on the door. Can you come play? And he'd go, I'm not interested. I'm sorry. And... You know, the Queenslanders, they just love that because no one would ever turn down a Queensland jersey and it shit me to tears every year when Jamie Lyon wouldn't play because we didn't have a, a better centre than him. You had Mark Gasney, you had Matty Cooper, all sensational talents, but Jamie Lyon, he just had something else. If the Blues would have picked Jamie Lyon if they were able to and he played, like it would have really, really worried Queensland. And I just remember watching him from the Manly Seagulls. I probably saw more of his Manly days than his Parramatta days, but 
you know, sometimes he'd shift into 5'8". A lot of the time, he'd play center. And, mate, it's just the skill set he had was unbelievable. And the thing that always really got me, he had this really special connection with two guys, two brothers, in fact, Glenn Stewart and Brett Stewart. And, you know, the ball playing that him and Glenn were able to do, I mean, they were like two 5'8s outside your 5'8 for that manly side. They were incredible. And the connection that, that Killer had with Brett Stewart was unbelievable. You know, I've heard guys talk about on podcasts where, you know, they just flicked the ball to right on last tackle to Jamie Lyon. I mean, giving the ball to your centre on last tackle, is, it's almost unheard of. But this was the beauty of this manly side and the beauty of Jamie Lyon. You know, they could go to Cherry Evans. Then they could go to Glenn Stewart. Then they could go to Jamie Lyon. And there was just as much chance that any of those three would kick as each other. It was just so hard to defend, so dangerous. Teams would just, you know, hold off, hold off, hold off. And sometimes it'd go to three hands. Jamie Lyon would eventually get it. Then he'd kick it back infield. And, you know, you've sucked your fullback in because you've gone from Cherry. You've gone from Glenn Stewart. You've gone to Jamie Lyon. All three can put in a kick. So your fullback just has to hover. And, he'd, he'd, you know, he'd kick it back infield. And Brett Stewart would be there every day of the week. I love Jamie Lyon. I I understand why some people don't like him. But, mate, the ability he has was, like, so few. And he really does suit the sort of football that I like to play. He's, he's a guy that's got really good hands. You'll start to notice this with uh, the rest of the team that I pick. I like to pick guys who have got a bit of ball playing in them, a little bit of X factor. I like natural footballers. Uh, so these are the sort of guys I'd have. Probably Mal Meningo. Obviously, he's a natural footballer, but he's more of that robust sort of character. But Jamie Lyon, he's like a second 5'8". And as I said, it's... He almost revolutionized the position, except no one was able to do what he did. No one had the skill set and the speed and the defense of Jamie Lyon. Just there, I'm. There's been very few centers who have been the full package like him, and he he was almost too good to be a center. But that's where he played, and he was just so damaging. And I, I think the hardest thing when you when you've got the ability of Jamie Lyon, and and this is where he was so different to other people. I mean, if a lot of guys, if you've got the ability of Jamie Lyon and you've got the ability to play 5'8 and be as good as he was, shifting out to centre, it's a bit of a downgrade. It's not the way Jamie Lyon looked at it. It was just whatever was best for Manly, he would do it. And they had Kieran Four in there. They had Cherry Evans. They didn't need him in the halves. He'd shift out. He'd be outside Glenn Stewart as well, who was essentially another ball player, as I said. And he would just play his role and he would just do it perfectly. Jamie Lyon, one of the most gifted guys we've ever seen. And I'm not sure if we ever saw his best, to be honest with you. I think he had more to offer. He went over to England and absolutely carved it up over there. A story that we don't hear much about. I think he went to St. Helens from memory. And I think he was their man of steel. And, he, you know, I've heard people say that he's still the best import to ever go over there. And I've heard people say that he's the best player the English game has seen, which is a huge, huge rap. He was incredible that year he went over there, from what I've gathered. And... Just the raw ability on the kid. I'm not sure if we're ever going to see another Jamie Lyon. An exceptional talent. And, you know, to have those two centers in my teams, I would have Jamie Lyon on the right. I'd have Anthony Minicello outside of him. I think those two would cause havoc. And then I would have Greg uh, Greg Inglis on the left wing. And inside him, I'd have Mal Meninga. I think they would just be such a dangerous combo. And, you know, those, you know, with, with Carmichael Hunt at fullback too, those back five, the kick returns, and just the ball-playing ability that Jamie Lyon brings and Carmichael Hunt brings, I think they would be so lethal. And they'd be sort of my dream team combo for a back five. They'd be sensational watch, so entertaining, and I would thoroughly enjoy it. Stay tuned. Over the next few days, we're going to jump into our halves. This is where it gets really interesting. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.